work. I haven't been, Mark, I haven't been in here in so long that I actually forgot how to work all the equipment in my own studio. Because I've been, we've been out doing the, the Galanda cast and covering Rise, and, and we've been down in Atlanta, we're down in Huntsville, Alabama over the weekend. We've been driving this, this G-Wagon all over the place. And I haven't been here, I've been here in three weeks. So it's funny, all of, all of my all of my coworkers and, and people here at Industrious here in Nashville, which is one of our sponsors, uh, they they've all said to me like, "Hey James, you never come around here anymore, man. You you, you you're you're doing this 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 new venture, and you don't stop by and and say hello." But it's it's good to be back home and and back in 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 the booth. I have I have Mark Bergen with me. He's been on the show many times before. He's he's here with Lightbeam Health. Um, we want to talk a little bit about about healthcare, uh, particularly value based care, particularly the the new venture that that Lightbeam is is and, and what they're doing. They're they're out of Dallas, but they're a national company, and we're going to get into that discussion. But but I've been talking so much healthcare, Mark. I wanted I wanted to, uh, to get a little bit of sports first, man. It's, sure. uh, this is you got the NCAA tournament going on, and and you have. Uh, you have the the NBA playoffs that that are looming. You have you have the NFL draft that's that's looming. So there's there's so much stuff going on. But it's great to have it's great to have Mark on the show. Um, finally, a chance for Mark to come down to to Paragon Seven Studios. So I hope that you that you like my my little studio here. We here in Nashville on the twentieth floor and 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 just uh, just out here having fun, man, having a good time. How are you doing? I'm good. That's good. It's, uh... This is great just to be here. My daughter works oh, healthcare here, and uh, now where does your daughter work? She's Saint. Move the mic a little bit closer to you, yeah, just a little she's bit. She's at St. Thomas. Okay, and, uh, you can lift it up. All right, there, there it go. goes. There you go. It won't. You won't break it. You won't yeah. break it. We won't break it. So uh, she's out uh, delivering babies and helping people. That uh, okay? Is she nurse? Is she a so, obstetrician? Is she OBGYN? Yeah. Wow, wow. So she's in the all kinds. Does she of go stuff. to Vanderbilt? She went How does she settle here in Nashville? Then UT Health Science Center in San Antonio, and then. Came over to UT. How did she end up here? She just, uh, she's going through the programs and residency. This is Uh, where she matched. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. Um, Well, Nashville is a, is a great healthcare hub. It's a great place to, to be if you're like me and you're, you're doing a healthcare based national syndicated show. It's, it's a fantastic place to be because you have, you have HCA here, you have Cigna here, you have so many large, you have Rise has a lot of events here. But the great thing about Nashville is it's centrally located. Yep. You can get anywhere in the country from Nashville in three hours on a flight. You can get to L.A. in three hours. You can get to Vegas in two and a half hours. You can get to D.C. in an hour and a half. You can get to Chicago in an hour and a half. Even Miami, you can get to Miami in two yeah. hours. It's, it's, a, it's a great place. So you can get to Dallas in an hour and 30 minutes. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic to just be able to hop on a plane and go wherever you need to go. So, so that's wonderful. I'm sure you're very proud of, of, of your daughter. You know, I that's am. That's phenomenal. And what's more interesting is – um, I didn't really have anything to do with it. Like I, every time I tried to help, she had it covered. You know. Okay. And uh, it was. Well, I don't know uh, if that's a good or a bad thing. Might no, be it's a good thing because right. she's just uh, self-driven. And right. um, you know, I was out having dinner with her last night. You know, she's got. Uh, um, typical day is not a typical day. She's got oh, cases sure. and and you know people coming in. She's doing clinic. Right. She's um, doing presentations. She just you know she's out of the house at five in the morning. Oh wow! You know? I can't and do that. I'm not a morning person. You know seven and uh i'm like she just goes you know but she's uh really dedicated to it and um you know it's like i I was in the military that's like it's a calling and that's what it is and um i think 
all of us, when we talk about healthcare, you know, short of, you know, serving, you know, in some direct capacity, you know, in the military, I mean, your healthcare right. is a calling, right? You're right, serving. right, right. And um, I think a lot of the things that I'm, I'm hearing and learning from her, um, you know, that's real world. Um, and we talked about some of the conferences, you know, and getting out from behind the desk or from behind the analytics screen to right. really understand, um, you know, with, you know, with clogs on the street, you know, if you will, because the healthcare folks, um, they, they'll do anything that's asked of them. But, but in terms of resources and being able to get that, you know, that, that gap between, you know, how should it be delivered and actually delivering right. it, um, you know, it's tough. And I think it's going to get really tough. I, I think we spent a lot of time at population health management, I think, you know, looking at the world and, and, and the stresses on financial and supply chain and, and, and certainly food systems is going to be. Yeah, food is um, population very. Population catastrophe management is what's it's, it's funny. Me. It's funny you mentioned that. And, yeah. and I'm very heavily involved in food as, mm-hmm. as we, we had the, the Rise Social Determinants of, of Health Conference. I had a chance to, to interview uh, Jen Kerfoot from, from uh, FarmBarks RX. And then, of course, U.S. Hunger is one of my biggest sponsors. And then starting next month uh, in April, the Cook's Nook will be sponsoring there. Actually, I want to get them in touch with you. They're in Austin yep. and they do prepackaged meals. So they're really looking to to plug in with healthcare leaders in the space because there's so many people that are coming out of an inpatient situation mm-hmm. that you might need prepackaged food for 10 days or 20 days while, while you're nursing health. If you just had hip replacement surgery. Um, or, or you just had back surgery, you're not going to be in a situation where you can cook for yourself, especially if you're elderly, especially if you're a widow or a widower. So, so all of these programs for, for health equity that are coming together, it was great to see at the conference here. I felt, Mark, the spirit of collaboration. Yeah. I think in the past, it's just been a vendor. It's, it's like swimming with the sharks. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. really, it's Shark Tank. It's, it's everybody's hey, to everybody's trying to sell. Yeah. We're better than them at getting charts and coding. We're better than them in analytics. Their their programs are trash. Ours are, are the best, all of that stuff. Yeah. You don't really see as much of that as, as you used to in the past. I think people are realizing, hey, none of us can do this all great on our own. At the end of the day, it's all about putting the best system in place mm-hmm. for a member. And so if we have to collaborate with another vendor that's kind of in the space, but they're better, they do better impact reporting than we do. They have a better EDS system than we do. How can we collaborate and build together? You know, especially those that are in SDOA space. I saw, you know, we had a um, one of the people that did a presentation on just diapers. Yeah. Just the importance of having diapers for your children. And, and I don't have any children, so it's just not something that's a concern of mine. But I get it if you're... If you're a single mother and you have two children, let's say you have a, a two and a half year old and you have mm-hmm. an infant, diapers are a huge part of your life. It's, yeah. it's an amazing part of your life. And if you're already struggling with food insufficiency and you're in a food desert, you're in a pharmacy desert, all of that stuff, all of these problems can exacerbate in something as simple as just the ability to be able to change your child or have formula for your child. That becomes a, a life and death in a threatening situation. So Yeah, I, I, I think... You know, why do I think about social determinants and it, it, it's the real collaboration, you know, between nobody care, nobody likes anything that's going on politically anymore. They are tired of it. You know, sick of it. This is um, government sponsored programs being run in the private sector with mm-hmm. private sector solutions. People really care. You know, this is this is a commitment. It's a calling. So like these are the resources because the benefit design allows it to happen. Now get out of the way while we build it. And I don't think, a, you know, 
government programs are well-intentioned, but the execution right. is, comes up to people, do you care right. or do you not care? And I think yep. the people that are now, they're just like in the military, the police, you know, they run to danger. Well, people are running to need and they're figuring out, just well, like you said, vendors aren't like going, use my solution or theirs. It's like, how do we fix this? Right. And then get out there. And it's really about a block by block basis. You know, we've got so much to do, whether it's hiring people on that understand health plan security and HIPAA and high trust, you know, there's a generation of kids that, that, that need to come into the healthcare system, right. provide all that stuff, or actual caregivers yeah. and start with unlicensed caregivers. You know, who do we know in the community that's taking care of their mom and dad already? Yeah. Let's train them yeah. up. There's gotta be some structure around yeah. it so we can give them training in a sense that there's and other resources they can call on. And it's, no, it's and us it's, going out to the community on the street, talking to people and finding out how can we bring community health programs um, to folks, you know, FQHCs. And we can run the solutions in the background and coordinate the communications with tech and things like that. But at the end of it, it's like, how are we going to apply this in a combined way to bring these things to, to value? And it's uncovering un unconsidered needs around behavioral health, serious mental illness, food, uh, you know, and then helping people to elevate and, and grow that part of the community and bring healthcare back, bring real opportunities that come back from employment. You know, let's like, if I'm a health plan, can we, in that benefit design, can we hire, you know, unlicensed workers and then put them mm. on a path to become licensed clinicians, mm. um, you know, MA, nurse practitioners, nurses, you know, right here. Like that's, I think there's just so much that needs to be done. And I think the best thing we could do is bring some structure to it right. uh, because there's a real <clears> need uh, and there's a real desire to help and make a difference. And I think that's, that's kind of where it's boiled down to what, what all of us want to do um, and, and bring that experience to bear and then fix it because it's not going to get fixed, um, you know, the way it's been run before. And, no, that's, a, that's, that's, that's great. So if you're just tuning in, if you're, if you're listening in on WOL 95.9 FM in Washington, D.C. Or, or the Mighty 147 um, WVOL here in Nashville or, or on WDYZ, in Orlando, Florida. So those are our three core affiliates or, or any of our terrestrial affiliates that, that play um, smaller snippets of the show out in Seattle, out in Omaha, around the country. This is, this is Mark Bergen. He is coming in from Lightbeam Health and talking about value-based care. Now, he was, he's really getting into some of the solutions, the collaborative spirit. If you could get specific on what Lightbeam does, so you talk about all these different disparate healthcare, health equity, SDOH programs. My understanding is that Lightbeam ties all of that stuff in into, into value-based care models that work specifically with ACOs, DCEs, hospital groups, payers, SDOH programs, community activists, all of those things, it kind of ties it together into a bow, but, but be specific on, on what Lightbeam does and, and some of the solutions that you offer and why, why if there, we have a lot of people that listen to our shoulder, healthcare executives, why would, why would an executive, if it was me, if I was still working at Blue Cross, why would we want to bring a Lightbeam in to support some of our value-based care initiatives? I think probably the biggest thing we do is, is to simplify it, right? at the provider level. So we look at a plan or a cohort, everybody looks at healthcare as, as kind of a, a collection of people, population health. We're able to distill that down um, dynamically at a plan or, or population or cohort level, then dynamically with each individual provider and each individual consumer member. Mm. Um, you know, we have analytics and then we have the ability to engage 
both the providers and the members. And when you say analytics, do you do, are you like into the suspect categories or stratification stuff or what type of analytics? Absolutely. And so, and what we like to do is in addition to what, you know, um, the ACOs or the provider groups or the health plans are already currently able to do, we build on top of that, if you will. So, um, you know, certainly they could come in and replace whatever they're using today with, with what we have, but that's not our approach. Our approach is you're doing well. How do we incrementally improve right. that? Fantastic. Well, we'll do, Mark. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cut to a break because we, we're, we're up against the break. But um, we'll be back with more of the Lance Day Radio Network. Mark Birkin from Lightbeam Health. Um, and we're going to talk sports when we get back. Yeah. I'm not letting you off the hook for sports. We'll be back. More of the Lance Day Show after these messages. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is your boy, Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to me weekdays now at 11 a.m. on WOL 95.9 FM in the DMV, brought to you by our partners at Episource, the nation's leader in healthcare analytics and strategic support for Medicare risk adjustment programs.